everyone and welcome to today's episode of Brick Nation. I'm your host, the Sideline Statsman, and today we're talking basketball. That's right, we're talking basketball. I don't care if there's a virus going around and the season is suspended, we're still talking basketball. A virus isn't going to stop the stories from flowing in. There's stories everywhere. So today, I'm giving you two of the top stories I've heard and a little opinion topic. Our top story, the NCAA is granting spring athletes an extra year of eligibility for certain sports. We'll dive deeper into that and see what it means for those students and for those who are declaring for the NBA draft. Including that story, we will also have a discussion about the Nets rumors. There's rumors going around that the Nets are trying to trade for a third superstar to go with Kyrie and KD in Brooklyn. Who could it be? We'll talk about it. I'll give you some suggestions for players they should target and players that are going to be at risk for the trade. How is this going to hurt the team? How is this going to help the team? Trust me, you don't want to miss that segment. And finally, the opinion topic. Real simple. Should the NBA resume after the pandemic is over or should they cancel the season? I'll give you the ideal situation and what's likely to happen. But until then, let's get started with our top story. The NCAA, you know, the National Collegiate Athletic Association, has decided that spring athletes will get an extra year of eligibility. Those, this is mainly because the spring sports had their seasons canceled because of the coronavirus. So they will be making an extra accommodation for these players. This doesn't apply to their financial aid, though. If they do choose to accept the extra year of eligibility rather than go straight to graduation or go into the draft, I can't guarantee that they're going to get the same financial aid. That comes down to the individual school's decision whether or not they want to grant it to them. But at the moment, they're getting an extra year of eligibility. The spring sports included are baseball, softball, tennis, golf, outdoor track and field, lacrosse, rowing, men's volleyball, beach volleyball, and women's water polo. All those sports will be receiving an extra year of eligibility for seniors. On top of that, the decision will include a few winter sports like basketball, hockey, swimming and diving, and gymnastics. Those winter sports are also included with the spring sports. If you are an athlete to any sport in college and you are a senior, you will get an extra year of eligibility. Your financial aid is not guaranteed to be the same. It could be changed. According to Division I Council Chair M. Grace Calhoun, the council's decision gives individual schools the flexibility to make decisions at a campus level. So the school now has the ability to make a decision on whether they want to give you the same amount of financial aid to come back. This is a great thing for athletes. The financial aid, that'll be determined later on. But the Main takeaway from this is you get a year back. You get your chance to finally get your season back. You get to get a redo of your senior year. As simple as that. 
You don't got to take the extra classes, but what you can do is take go participate in the sport again. Those little details will be included with the individual schools. So if you go to schools like Merrimack or you go to schools like University of Georgia, they could be different. Two different schools could have two different um, systems. UGA might say, hey, we'll give you the same financial aid. But Merrimack will say, hey, I know you come back for an extra year, but we're going to we're gonna have to cut back on your financial aid a little bit to accommodate for that. Because although you're getting the same players back and you get an advantage, the people they're recruiting are going to be limited in their choices. They can't give financial aid to everybody. They can't give the same amount. So you may suffer at that point based off your school's funding. But again, at least you get to go back to school for an extra year. How does this affect the NBA draft? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Some of these prospects have already declared for the NBA draft, but it doesn't guarantee that they're going to stay now that this news is just broken. So we'll have to see how many prospects are going to flip their decisions and come back for another year to make up for it. So Miles Powell, for example, out of Seton Hall, he might have a chance to go back for one more season because he's been granted an extra year of eligibility. This is great because this means he's got time to really refine himself and be at the, at the best level so he can be there for the NBA draft and be a possible first-round pick next year. Again, it all comes down to the athlete and it comes down to the individual schools. That's all I can say. So the NCAA, you guys made a great decision, in my, in my opinion. It all comes down to individual schools. How are they going to help the athletes or are they going to hurt the athletes if they choose to come back? Let's move on to the next topic. I have to address the rumors. There's no hiding it. It's out there. No, no doubt about it. The Brooklyn Nets are trying to get a third star on the team. No, I'm not kidding. This is this is for real, guys. They got Kyrie. They got KD. Karis LeVert. Spencer Dinwiddie. Torian Prince. DeAndre Jordan. They've got a decent team. Wilson Chandler. Joe Harris. Jalen Hands. I could go on. There's a lot of players on that roster. But how many of them are still worthy to have there? They have a very young team, if you guys haven't noticed already. They got a lot of guys who are... 25 or younger. They've got a nice young core that they can improve over time. But now they want a star to help put them at the level where they can fight for the finals. Right now they're sitting at about the seventh seed. They're about the seventh seed, which means they would be playing the Raptors if the playoffs started today. So they want to find a way to get into a higher seeding, and that would mean building a team, a strong trio. Katie's going to be healthy next year. Kyrie's going to be healthy next year. You need one more guy. There's not a standout guy on that team. Again, you could say Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. You can name all these guys. But none of them are a solid all-star. None of them. So, the trades I've been hearing about, they're strong. I've got multiple sources to confirm it. They are trying to find a trade and they're exploring options. So let's name a few options. So I feel that they're weaker. If they're going to make a trade, they're going to have to have young talent involved. So their young guys have got to go. 
Who could that include? I'm saying Levert. Levert's one of them, their shooting guard. He plays the two very well, but I see him also playing at the small forward position at the three. And Karis Levert's 25 years old, so he's still young and he can be developed very quickly. The dude, when he's on fire, he could average over 20 points easily. He's definitely a guy you want to have on your team. So Levert's definitely going to be a big target from teams. If I'm the Nets, I would try everything in my power not to let him go. You've also got the possibility of point guard Spencer Dinwiddie leaving. I think at his age, 26, he's still young. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want him? you got a strong point guard. He's a solid fill-in for Kyrie. This is a chance, man. I would let, I would arrange a trade. That I would be okay with. And then you also have Jared Allen. He feels like he's been in the league for like four or five years. But the truth is, he's 21 years old, guys. He could be a really big name in this league. He's done a lot of work already with the Nets and has a nice amount of highlights to his name. Could I see him staying in Brooklyn? Yeah. Do I think he's a valuable trade option? Of course. So, I'm putting him on the list. Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Karis LeVert are the probable targets, I would say, for a trade. They would more likely trade those three guys than anybody else. I doubt that they would put Joe Harris at the top because Harris is a little older, and I don't think those uh, teams are going to have much more value in him outside of him being a spot shooter. Now, let's move to possible targets. I think players are going to target are going to be more around the two position and at the four position. I think they're going to look into shooting guards and they're going to look into uh, power forwards. There's a couple guys out there they want to bring in a star. So you want a guy who's been proven and can bring his power and his speed and his skill into Brooklyn and make a lasting impact with KD and with Kyrie. Who's going to have a good chemistry with those two guys? So, first guy I got on the list, I think, popped in my head the quickest. I'm taking Blake Griffin from Detroit. I think, although Griffin is in his 30s now, I would 100% put him in it in, on this team. So, I would have the team, and that would probably result in a trade that would get, uh, more than likely, Karis LeVert out of there. Because they're going to probably want LeVert and a second round pick, which is fine. I would make that trade. I like Levert a lot, but they're trying to win. So I wouldn't make that trade. And then you could draft a shooting guard in the draft. That's not a problem to me. So Blake Griffin, it sounds like a logical trade to me. He's going to... Him with DeAndre Jordan, his old Clipper teammate, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, it's a nightmare. Another option I have is going to be for the shooting guard position. I have C.J. McCollum. He has a, he has an all-star appearance to his name. I do believe he's a great three-point shooter, and he's someone that you don't want to lose because he's like your right-hand man. Him paired with Kyrie is an awesome combo. You got your top three. Your one, two, and three are all solid. You have, at the four position, you, still, you may have Wilson Chandler there. Not, still not a bad move. And then at the center, you still have DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. This trade for McCollum would probably have to have Spencer Dinwiddie involved, in my opinion. It could be a straight-up trade. Dinwiddie for McCollum. That's what I see. It, that's a possible straight-up trade, and I'm okay with that. That's a good deal. you still got Kyrie on the roster. He stays healthy. You're all in good hands. Jalen Hands is not a bad backup. 
Next up, I'm going to go with another power forward, and I'm going to put in Kyle Kuzma. Now, I know Kuzma, is. I see him more as a three at the small, but I'm telling you, I think he would work. I think he could work in Brooklyn at the four still. So him with Kuzma, KD, Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan. That trade would probably lose them Jared Allen. It would probably be Jared Allen in a first-round pick. That's how I see it. And probably a lesser-known player like Rodeon's Karuks. I don't even know how to say his last name. I'm going to say Rodeon's Karuks. Those two are probably going to be the guys that get traded. This is just a hypothetical situation. Because they're going to try to find value for Kuzma because he's a young guy who came in the league only a few years ago. I think he would fit well on the team. I don't think he's the best fit, but he would work. And then finally, I think another option you can go with is making a trade for Victor Oladipo. Oladipo did come off an injury, yes. But ever since he got back, he's been powering those Pacers back, man. They're in their number five seed in the East, and I guarantee you if these 17 games were going on, they might push their way to a three. They could. Trust me, these guys are not a joke. Him and Brogdon together are a nice duo. And then you've still got TJ Warren out there. And Demonis Sabonis, it's insane. They've got a really good team, an underrated team. And I think putting him in Brooklyn, since he's their best player, they've got to trade a lot of guys. So I think that would require losing Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. So those two would have to go, and then Indiana would include a second-round pick. So those that would probably be the package, I would say. I don't think it's a bad trade. And I do think it helps out Indiana as well. So it's a fair trade that, that benefits both sides. So Oladipo ends up with Kyrie and KD. It's a great trade. And you still get Jared Allen to work with DeAndre Jordan. You can still address the four position later, but you are in good shape. That's, that's the best situation to me. I would stick with that. I see this as the Nets are trying to build a star trio like a lot of superstar teams have in the past. The Warriors trio at the first time, the first time I'm saying, was Clay, Steph, and Draymond. That was the three. Those were the three guys that they had and they stick they stuck with. Then in the second time around, after the Cavs beat them with the trio of LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin, those two that was their core three. Then you go into the Warriors the second time around when they won two in a row. It was KD. Clay and Steph. Those three, they won two together. Then then LeBron leaves the Cavs, and the Raptors end up getting Kawhi Leonard. So now Kawhi Leonard goes all the way to the finals and beats an injured Warriors team with a trio of his own. Kawhi, the Claw, Kyle Lowry, and Pascal Siakam, who won Most Improved Player that year, and is pretty much the star on the Raptors team right now. Sorry, Lowry. But yeah, that's what... The, every team you've seen win recently has had a strong trio of players that define the team. That's what the Nets are trying to do. They're trying to do exactly what the other teams have done. There is a playbook, and they're trying to establish one. If They, they want to get a core three that can define this team and bring them to where they want to be. It's a smart idea, and I support the idea. But you got to make sure you get a guy who has a lot of value. I think I would probably make a trade more than likely for Victor Oladipo because he's a playmaker a lot like Kyrie. 
The two of them together I think would be a good dynamic. And then KD, I, I would definitely use. He's a good shooter, just like the other two. All three of them are great shooters, and they're great in clutch situations. That's three guys who are clutch, and you, then you've got the strength in the middle with DeAndre Jordan. I think it works out pretty well. That's my favorite trade. That's the one I would do. But again, time will tell. I really hope the Nets make a good decision and get a good player. Because I think their future depends on it. Which now leads me to my final topic. And it's an opinion piece. Should the NBA resume the season when the pandemic is over? Or should they cancel it? I think the only option here is, really, you should play the season. But I'm not in control of the NBA, so let's dive into this a little bit. little background. So I've heard a lot of options being discussed. Many are on the table for the NBA. They want to finish this season and make sure that they can play it and that we can get a champion out of this. They're very committed to it. They don't want to also lose all the money they could potentially earn through the playoffs and through the rest of the regular season for each team. Because right now, they're projected to make a 21-24% to 24% pay cut to the players through all this. And I mean, it's, it's nuts. You're going to need to make that money. So they're going to do everything they can. Some of the options I've heard is playing the games in the Bahamas, in Vegas, like a tournament play-in style. And I've heard talks about playing the games in the Midwest, where there are the least amount of cases. Also, the discussion, the most popular one, is putting the players in their practice facilities to play matches with no fans. That way we can get film still of what's going on, but we can't see the games. So we can't physically be there, but we get to watch the games still. It's all secluded in, a, in, a, in their practice facilities where no fans will be allowed. It's a great idea, but I think this is the ideal situation, and here's how I would run it. I would suspend the remainder of the regular season. Now before now before you jump on me for this, let me just let me just explain real quick. I would cancel the regular season because there's only 17 games left. I know some of the teams are on the bubble and they're trying to fight to get to the 8th seed or get into the playoffs, but they got to understand this is for the best of the NBA here. You want to make sure you can salvage as much of the season as possible. And this is likely going to go all the way into June. So you want to make sure that you make this as quickly as possible because other sports are going to be conflicted in all this. You're going to have the NHL trying to fight into this too. You're going to have the MLB have to start their season. You're fighting with two other sports. And then you have the NFL in August doing their preseason. You can't fight that. It's so many different factors. You need to be ahead of the game and you got to make it quick. So I think the best thing to do is to get rid of all 17 games. The last 17 games on the schedule... Cut them. No need for the regular season. Which now means from there, you play the playoffs as they're supposed to be played. Everybody knows the rules. Best of five in the first round, and then every round moving forward to best of seven. So that means playoffs would go on as expected. So in the East, the Bucks would play the Magic, one versus eight seed. The second seed Raptors would take on the seven seed Nets. The three seed Celtics would take on the six seed Sixers. And then the four seed Heat would play the five-seed Pacers. That's the Eastern Conference. And then in the Western Conference, it would be number one-seed Lakers versus the number eight-seed Grizzlies, number two-seed Clippers 
versus the number seven seed Dallas Mavericks, the number three seed Denver Nuggets versus the number six Houston Rockets, and then in the final game, it would be the number four Jazz versus the number five Thunder. So it would play on just as it normally would at the current setting. And then we'd watch the playoffs and we'd have as much fun as we want watching them and rooting on those teams and picking who we want to win, who we don't want to win. It, save, it still makes them money and they can save the season, salvage as much of it as possible by going through with the playoffs and crowning a champion. I think it's a great idea. Don't know if the NBA would go for it, but see, I think it's your only option here. If you don't do that option, nothing else will work. However... As much as I can give as, as my opinion as possible and pray that they listen to me and do what I said, I think the likelihood is, with no end in sight yet for this curve to teeter off, I see the season concluding and being canceled. Because we're going to be backed up another month or two, another two months, in my opinion. I think we're going to be backed up another two months with this whole pandemic situation and we won't be able to get the NBA we want. We won't be able to finish season. We won't have enough profits or resources available to get it done. So the NBA will have no choice but to cancel. And it sucks, but it's true. The NBA is likely going to cancel the season. So the question is, will we still get awards and all that? We'll talk about that another time. On another episode of Brick Nation, we will consider talking about the awards, but it all comes down to when the NBA announces the cancellation. When they announce the cancellation of the season, then I will make an episode giving my award my awards, and then I would give who I believe the playoffs would have played out as, and then who the champion would have been. So yeah, this has been Brick Nation. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at tstatsman and on Instagram at the.sideline.statsman. We'll have more content out coming out soon, hopefully by Friday. Depending on what's trending, you'll get what you get. We'll see you next time. Have a great day, everybody.